0: it's not a bird it's not a plane it's superhero slate it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great like movies tv superheroes it's superhero slate. oh yeah
1: hello everyone and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news
0: we love tv movies and superheroes so let's talk it all out my name is chris dillard and my name's mike royer and this week rip
1: we're mourning the loss of titans and doom patrol mike
0: oh it was uh the writing was on the wall i suppose but you know what the little shows that could right
1: honestly i'm surprised it lasted this long but you know i don't see the numbers but anyway yeah
0: well they weren't even they weren't even little shows though they were like they were like super sized CW shows, mm-hmm. so but the super sized CW shows that could.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, it's it's funny. We'll talk about it later, like the before, like what I, we saw in season one, what we're seeing in season four for these shows, and how different, and and these shows have mm-hmm. just evolved. But anyway, um, Shazam, not the app that listens to your music, but the movie drops another trailer full of dragons for us, I right? guess dragon, mm-hmm. if you will, and that's not the only dragons we got this week. Uh, so no, that's true. We'll talk about some more dragons and trailers. Marvel is giving us a, an official timeline book this year. And I'm using um, air quotes when I say official timeline uh, because <laughs> um, it's books, right? Like how, how relevant are they these days? As soon as you print them, they're, they're outdated. So um, we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff and more going on.
0: Yeah, it seems like this timeline should uh, should uh, exist as an ebook that you yeah. can like download patches and updates for. Right.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's like it's like yeah, like where you like, uh, you know, like V one, V two, underscore final, underscore final, final. You know, all
0: those fun little iterations.
1: <laughs> that, that I know you see in iterations, Mike. I know this is a something
0: you see. Well, and also like is the timeline just going to be dedicated to like a single like universe? Cause like technically in Loki season one, he like goes back in time to like, you know, a volcano Mm -hmm. erupting, which, you know, theoretically happens, you know, before the Eternals movie, or I guess in the middle of the Eternals movie. Right. So uh, I guess there'll be lots of uh, decisions. (laughs) And
1: some of those were erased. I think, I think that'll be like an outlier, but like, this is something I wish maybe was released yearly or maybe phase at per phase, and we haven't even got to this topic mm-hmm. yet. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Like how how we can how we can mm-hmm. work through that. But right now, um, brace yourselves, folks. The Super Bowl marketing has started. uh,
0: Yes. With that, and I've been avoiding it. Yeah. With that, (laughs) I saw an article the other day that said that uh, the Breaking Bad boys were reuniting for a commercial, and I was like, okay, this is cool. I guarantee I see at least a part of this commercial before the Super Bowl even comes. And lo and behold, I saw a bit of the commercial like just two days ago. I'm like, we are not even out in January. (laughs) And they are showing bits of this commercial already. Like, no. I was just, I was so mad. I turned the channel or I don't know what I was watching it on. But I turned away and I was like, not back in my day, you had to wait for the big game to watch these. Well,
1: the the Super Bowl season seems to be a lot like Christmas, right? It keeps creeping back farther and farther. Yes, uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you that my favorite my favorite Super Bowl thing, Les, and, and you you also pointed this out is Eminem's um, have a new spokesperson. Uh, oh my God. And literally like the next day they're like we have our new spokesperson she's doing the my and yas right um m&ms and you're gonna learn about it at the super bowl and everyone's like yeah m ms is so woke i'm like dude it's just super bowl commercial like you know come come into february it's over this is like that baby peanut thing all over again right
0: it's like the baby nut the writing's on yeah. you people you gotta it, it's like you you gotta start to um work those like april fools you know media day parts of your brain a little bit earlier uh in january um but yeah the writing's on the wall this is just this is just a stunt (laughs) they're those m&ms are those m ms are going to trot right out in front of my rudolph on that commercial they're gonna have some fun banter it's gonna cost millions of dollars
1: (laughs) that's right and then and then guess what you're only gonna see regular m ms in stores forever like Mm -hmm. you're not not gonna change those packages
0: M Ms have no competition. Of course, there's other candy on the shelves, right? But no one else is making like a little bite size like chocolate. Like mm-hmm. they're just doing whatever. M Ms tell the tell my theater every time I go to the movies to like you know be quiet. You Silence know, and your to phones. Disarm that nuclear <laughs> warhead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we always when we were at Disney, they have an M Ms store uh, on the. Um uh at Disney Springs in Florida and we went there we were mm-hmm. my wife and I were just like, like what Eminem do you see yourself as right from the trailer and I'm like I feel like I'm the the orange one cuz hey like I like I like the crispy m but also mm-hmm. he's just very dramatic and I'm like that's kind of I feel like I, I resonate <laughs> with this orange m M&M a little bit uh, mm-hmm. but Super Bowl's coming out. I know we know Fast X is going to have a trailer we know The Flash is going to have a trailer um we don't know what Marvel and Disney are going to come out swinging yet but like by god we are we are in the the today. I guess is the playoffs, right? It, now they might be going on. One of them might even have been decided at this point. So if you're listening to this on Monday, you know what two teams are in here, and you know in two weeks you'll be listening to our show uh, about this. And um, I'm very excited to watch the trailers. We're we're hosting this year, uh, Mike. You've seen what? I got my new arcade in right this week, right? My 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 tabletop mm-hmm. arcade, and what I'm gonna do is set up NFL Blitz for four players. So whoever's here can play NFL Blitz, the arcade version, with the two teams. They're in the Super Bowl.
0: Perfect. That's that's exactly. Well, if you want to update on what the teams may or not be, uh, I don't know why anyone needs this information at the top of our podcast, but at the end of the third quarter, 49ers 7, Eagles 28. So it looks like the Eagles probably going to be going to the Super Bowl. And then the Bengals and the Chiefs, they play – they play. They probably kick off as soon as we're done recording this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see it. We'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I will forget both and all four of these teams. I will not remember by next week. I'm like, I don't. I don't know. It's, I don't even.
0: I had to look up where the Bengals were from. Cincinnati. Cincinnati.
1: I know that because they're, they're even two hours know. away. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, well, and the Kansas City Chiefs—they're not too far from Louisville, right? They're not uh, too yeah, far K- from you. K-
1: yeah, Kansas, Kansas City is a lot farther than it looks, but you know they—they've been there every year for a couple of years, right? So I think mm-hmm. that repetition. Bengals—I'm not as familiar with, um, but. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah we're about we're about the the Super Bowl food. We're about the 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 commercials and, oh, and all. The, I've been all the seeing some
0: good. Yeah. I've been seeing some good snacks on TikTok. I've bookmarked yeah. a couple uh, little little treats there, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm looking forward to that.
1: I picked up some buffalo and blue kettle chips uh, this week weekend Mike. I was gonna give those a try because Ooh. everyone likes a good buffalo dip, right? Especially for, for, for parties and gatherings. So I was like, I'll try these these chips. I've not opened them yet because instead I went and I showed you you've had these before and didn't know it. You're holding out on me. Uh Doritos has <laughs> barbecue flavored Doritos now. Um in a black bag. I thought it was like a like one of those super hot because like the darker the bag gets, right, the hotter you imagine it's it's gonna be kinda like mm-hmm. the, kinda like Taco Bell sauce packets. Like the by the time you get yeah. to black, you're like I don't know about this. I just want. I just want to eat my food in peace. But um, the Doritos barbecue, pretty pretty solid all around. So highly highly recommend that if you want to try those for your upcoming events and parties. So send us your snack recommendations. Other than that, like um like I said, I have been literally disassembling one arcade to to sell my full size arcade, putting together my little one, which you saw the photos of my Infinity arcade, which is. All the Infinity Stones, all the colors you could ever imagine, uh, in in one go. Um, so I'm going to post some of that. Uh, you this you
0: seem to be a man on a mission <laughs> to create the most perfect arc in home arcade experience. I swear, <laughs> like you started this journey with like one like homebrew like type of emulated arcade yeah. that was like r- r- like roughly like you know stapled to a piece of like particle board yep. then i swear two weeks later you got eight arcade machines in your basement and you're hawking them and selling them and flipping them and making money off of them and now you've like graduated to this gigantic singular machine that, that yeah. like you you this is truly mirroring like thanos's quest for all of the gems so like yeah. now it's just going to be like that thing like was it was it worth it <laughs> what did yeah. you have to sacrifice well, yeah. <laughs> and i cost? think it's going to be and yeah. it's going to be your back yeah. of trying to get this thing in and out of your basement at some point in time yeah. in your life well, unless you just die with it down there you so know?
1: so i i applaud my wife um she helped me get the other one up the stairs this week the big one right the full size the, mm. the six foot one um, she mostly just helped guide up, it up the stairs while I was lifting it with my back the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've noticed my wrist was hurting this week, and I'm like, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I <laughs> lifted up a 300-pound arcade machine up the stairs and then had to help the dude who bought it load it into his truck. Um, and he immediately broke it, so uh, don't don't carry these in oh. trucks, people. Put them in trailers. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, you're right. Yeah, my... my uh, I've, I've done so much of getting the external features of the arcade i've not got to enjoy the internals of the the actual playing the game part.
0: So that's <laughs> yeah i was like goal. do you ever play any of these games <laughs> it's like yeah. this goal of getting thousands of games in the one machine It's just like i'll get around to playing them one day
1: yeah yeah but it's fun it look, it looks it looks cool as hell i'm very thrilled with it it's very you know well built so my goal is to have most of it done this week so i can play or in two weeks so i can do nfl blitz with with people but um other than that, I've not had a chance to really watch anything. We've had you know on and off cold uh, fronts here, a little bit of snow, a little bit, a little bit of not snow, Mike. But you, you, you text. You, I think we talked about it a little bit last week. You started watching this first movie, right? You were watching pieces. Mm-hmm. Then you got to watch the sequel, and um, <laughs> my, I believe my response said it best. It was like, no,
0: no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> but but go <laughs> on and had, tell us.
0: <laughs> I've had movie whiplash this week, like hardcore, right? so uh i finally got around to watching american psycho for the very first time which was an interesting experience because i i kind of knew what i was getting into right because the first half of this movie is like memed out of control and it makes total sense why it's such a bizarre film Because Christian Bale is playing such a specific character with just a fascinating performance, right? Like, you know, you could take or leave the ending. They leave it, like, a little ambiguous. You know, it's a little, like, um, it's a little brain wrinkling at times. But his performance is so captivating. It's so weird. It's almost, like, I really want to know the decisions that went into it. Because I hardly ever care about, like, you know inside the actor studio type of deal right but i actually do really want to know what got in the christian bale's head when he portrayed this character of patrick Bateman, because it's so wild right it's so weird there's a thousand memes i became oh, yeah. a meme myself chris i became the um, leonardo dicaprio meme from once upon it? a time in hollywood yeah. i was pointing at everything and i was yeah. like hey i know where that's from i've seen that i've seen that um but it was a nice surprise just getting to the second half of the film. It's a mm-hmm. little less memed, so I was like, "Oh, where is this going? This is so weird, you know. How is this going to resolve?" So, American Psycho easy to recommend. Um, I thought it was going to be more brutally violent, but I would say they make the right director choice of kind of moving the camera away before things get too graphic, so it's not so much about the slasher gore element. It's just yeah. about how, you know, Patrick Bateman's just literally crazy. So, yeah. that was American Psycho 1 which I streamed, and you notice how I said American Psycho 1, because yeah, when you yep. finish streaming this on HBO Max, you are prompted and suggested to watch American Psycho 2 colon All-American Girl Ooh. starring Mila Kunis. I didn't even know this movie existed. Yeah. What's going on here? This is so strange. I was like, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. What is going on here? I've, I've never even heard about this. How can like one movie be so iconic, but I've never even heard about the sequel, right? So yeah. I put it on and who boy, boy, I can, I think I can confidently say this might be one of the worst movies ever made almost on every category. And I can definitively say, no one can argue with me. This is the worst sequel ever put to film on planet earth. Like nothing is as bad as this. It's so weird. I looked into it a little bit. There's not a whole lot, That I could find just from like the IMDb page. But this originally was supposed to be just a I think a pretty standard straightforward kind of thriller movie uh-huh. and then the studio decided to bolt on the American psycho franchise to it so they kind of had to shoehorn this like plot into it to connect it to Patrick Bateman from the first movie uh, the author because uh, I the do through this research I figured out American Psycho was based on a book right yes. yep. the author vehemently denies this movie is existence so it's not connected to his character or his books at all or, or Heard. i don't i don't know exactly who wrote it but it is just it's so it's so bad you have to watch it you can see that they're trying to do something similar with like mila kunis like oh can we make her a little a little weird a little out of pocket a little unfitting for this movie and just every everything chris and it sounds like you've seen it right oh yeah absolutely you're saying oh no
1: well this this is one of the few movies that holds a zero percent rating on rotten tomatoes right so you know, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, I believe this came out early two thousands as well. Um, like maybe like height of maybe that seventy show Mila Kunis, right? Um, and um, yeah, when I was in bad films, you know, outside of class, we we, we try to track down some really really bad movies. Um, mm-hmm. so you're right. This movie was this is a, a classic example of a movie was filmed. It was not called American Psycho two. None of the actors in it knew it was American Psycho two. They was some. They were working on a different project. It was re-edited into American Psycho 2. Um, so it's completely different, not even related, and very wonky, uh, to, to say the best. Now, well, did, now you, did you mention this? William Shatner is also in this? Like,
0: Oh, yeah. yes, he's in it. So it, they were able to get at least some well-known faces, right? Which, technically, they are actors that can't act. That's undeniable, yeah, right? Absolutely. But everything around them is failing, just so utterly catastrophic catastrophically it's just so it's almost fascinating right I feel like I would recommend it just so you can see what makes a good version of a movie and what makes an awful version of a movie it was just it was I almost couldn't finish it but I just I forced it and I pushed through and Wow, what a what a nightmare. Like it is so weird. Like it almost felt like if they just pushed it one more notch in that direction, it could have been like a sequel to the scary movie franchise. Mm. It was just so it was so bizarrely quirky like, oh, just throw in a couple of jokes and you, you just got a comedy on your hand. It's so weird. So uh and so to complete this whiplash I watched probably one of the best movies I've seen in my entire life rewatched of course was for a scump what a what a what a shoe turn right um it's so good that Weird Al
1: a- even has a parody song that when when Weird Al parodies <laughs> your movie with a song that's how you know you've made it
0: Yeah, and I just wanted to bring it up because it's been so long since I've watched it. It's streaming on Netflix, um, but when I was watching it, I think I made a realization that this may be the very first kind of like dramatic story I was ever exposed to as a child because the film came out, I think, when I was around like seven or eight years old, so I I obviously did not go to the theaters to watch Forrest Gump when I was that age, so I probably caught it when I was maybe around like nine or ten, and like the experience that you have with this kind of movie when you're like ten and then later later in life when you watch it as like a teenager and then when you watch it again in your mid-30s it's just a totally different experience every time you watch it and um you know, if you grew up in the nineties with a uh, kind of serialized cable television, uh, this is the perfect type of movie, right. To just replay over and over and over again, like weekend on like TNT or TBS. Right. Cause it kind of has that Christmas story kind of uh, vibe to it where there's just like little sections that you catch throughout the day. Right. You know, you go out and mow the lawn, you come back and uh, Forrest is like playing college football. Yeah, you go do something else. You come back in, you know, Forrest is trying to nurse Jenny back to health. You know there's all these different like little facets to the movie but yeah it's just it's just wild i feel like i'm gonna have to watch this movie like every decade of my life now just to kind of see how it's affecting me but man it is it is I, I feel like it's a true cinematic experience. Like it hits like every every single thing a movie needs to hit. It's the polar opposite of American Psycho 2. That's <laughs> the best way. And it's also an adapted, like, technically an adapted s- screenplay. Well, American Psycho 2 is not an adapted screenplay, but the first American Psycho is. So if you're adapting source material, yeah. You do it the Forrest Gump way, not yeah. the American Psycho 2-ish well, way. Well, enough.
1: two, yeah, 2 didn't. 2 was – I just looked it up. It was called a movie called The Girl Who Couldn't Die was the name of the original movie they filmed. and then Ugh, What a bad yeah. movie title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, absolutely. Well, and, and then you get what you pay for, uh, apparently. But <laughs> Forrest Gump, I always uh, – to me, I always associate Forrest Gump with Titanic because they are very long movies, right? Like these aren't short films by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when they put – like you said, when they put them on TV – that could take half your your day watching these movies on TV with commercial breaks and everything. So you're oh, like, oh yeah. So so you like you mentioned like yeah I, you you like how yeah, I'm watching a movie at home. Are you on 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 TV? You're like you weren't didn't have the VHS of these movies. You were literally watching it with the commercials. So there's six hours of your day right there. So um, mm-hmm. I always associate those two. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Good good stuff from the from the mid '90s. Right 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 out of there. So. Uh, let's jump into some news. Movies that are yeah. very long uh, as well <laughs> Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, right? Uh, very, very long movie. I think it's two hours, 245, 230, 245. Uh, it's landing on Disney Plus on February 1st, which I believe is Wednesday, right? Uh, I'm going to pull up my calendar here while we're here. Yeah, Wednesday, February 1st. And that yeah. includes the IMAX Enhanced Edition. Uh, I always want to tell people to remember those because those are part of the, your Disney Plus uh when you select the movie, you go over to versions, select IMAX, and boom, you're seeing just the more full frames Te- when, when they use it.
0: Technically, if you think about it, you're pulling down more bits. You're using more server uh, bandwidth from uh, Disney, so you're getting more money. You're getting yeah. more bang for your buck, right? You're costing right. them more money if you stream the IMAX versions. so and, there you
1: go. And for those with, um, you know, the newer sound bars and home sound systems are starting to add, like, you know, atmos or dts in it like hd i believe the imax versions will start to have dts um hd um audio mixes so you're going to get a higher bitrate on your audio as well uh, so it'll sound better but i'm excited to revisit this like i said i watched it in theaters uh, when it came out um but i'm excited to kind of revisit like we said on our own terms right Kind of go back and do the easter eggs and, and kind of watch a little bit here and and see the uh you know everything kind of going on very very excited so Check that out on Disney Plus uh, this Wednesday. Uh, also in the MCU, we were talking about this at the, the top of the show. Now, now's our time to get into it. Marvel is a, releasing an official MCU timeline book uh, in September. And um, I need to pull up um, the link. Uh, I'll pull up the link here. So this is a published book, right? Um, and this is where I'm kind of getting like my head kind of out of whack here. Because why would you print a book in the... At the start, right? You're gonna have three movies and like two shows of Phase Five, and now you're printing a timeline book, right? And then, which will immediately be outdated the second it arrives because you know you're gonna want the next version right away. And, mm-hmm. and who who knows how long till we're gonna do that? So, to me, this is an interesting project. We've always wanted one, but like you mentioned, like, I it, it does it does it like I'm looking at the cover, right? The the cover includes. All the movies up through, you know, Shang-Chi and Doctor Strange and Captain America uh, or Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier stuff, right? Like, this is a lot of Phase 4, so I'm very confused as to why they didn't just like, hey, here's the Infinity Saga timeline book. And, you know... and Yeah,
0: that that makes more sense to me to like wrap it around something a little bit more seminal in a way of like, if you're going to give me a timeline book, wrap it around something complete and definitive. Uh, Cause outside of that, I feel like I'm one of those people that I just, I don't really care about the timeline only because we've kind of learned by now at this point in time that they do think forward into the future and they are kind of like putting these puzzle pieces and putting these chest moves in play you know beforehand right yeah, yeah but they are just kind of like shooting from the hip sometimes when they have to right you know hey let's let's fudge or tweak the timeline because it would make this next project a little bit more interesting or let's move this around because well now we have to because this character needs to be and, here and there so like it, yeah. the pieces are are ever moving so for me i like i can't commit to a timeline and, in good faith
1: and, and the timelines are also like movies like right in the case of black widow it was a prequel or a sequel to civil war but it came out in the first movie of phase four right like you know like that technically would fall back into this so they'd have to redo it you know and eternals spanned eight thousand years at least so i I, this is very interesting to print something just like yeah i get it collectors are going to want this it's got a forward by by mr feige himself right um Mm -hmm. he's he's written this this forward but I really wish it was more digestible and like in phases, right? Like here's this phase, and here's the here's a here's a pullout spread of all the timeline, and here's our updates. We made this phase, right? And this is why we did those things, and kind of break that down a little bit, and add some more Easter eggs. I'm a really big fan, you know, it's Mike of the um, the art of the movie books, right? That have a lot of like mm-hmm. the the concept art, the finished art. Um, those are really really cool. Those are really good conversation pieces, or I guess coffee table books. But like, you know, I. I, I like having those because that doesn't change. The concept art doesn't change once the movie's released and like produced. This is just a like you said, a, kind of an ebb and flow thing. So I I would pay probably to you know have a maybe a maybe it was like a subscription service maybe like every every year I get a new book right like of mm-hmm. of the MCU timeline. Like hey, here's the shows and movies released this year even. Um, because what they used to do with like what encyclopedia Britannicas, so you like you get the updated versions every couple mm-hmm. of years. So. Is there a good way to do this? I guess is my question. For like, you know, we are trying to figure this out, but like, yeah, you know, what what would you do in this situation?
0: Uh, I yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just kind of <laughs> this this kind of just seems like a project from like the publishing arm that's just yeah. like, hey, we need a new project that'll make some money. Let's yeah. make an MCU timeline. Yeah. All right. Uh, can we get Feige to write a forward? Yeah, he's yeah. fine with it. All right. Let's yeah. print it. <laughs> print print it. Yeah.
1: What about the next version? We'll just re- we'll release a. Well, remember in college when they used to have like the twenty twenty. You know, 2006 edition, but you couldn't use it. You couldn't buy it because there was, like, two pages changed from the 2007 (laughs) edition. This is what that feels like Mm -hmm. uh, down the road. But, um, yeah, I I think if anyone out there has any ideas, let us know because I would like to wrap my head around this. I think I'm going to probably get a... If I'm going to be completely honest, someone will probably get this, buy the scan it, I'll just download it and, re- and skim through it, right, read it, <laughs> um, and then be like, okay, is this worth, is this worth, I want to look at it before I purchase it to make sure it's worth the money, right, like, hey, maybe they, maybe they thought about this before they did it, and we just don't know yet, so, um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, Loki season three, you mentioned at the top show, Loki would be the only show, like, that. could have its own book for timelines, right, like, the very, the multiverse mm-hmm. timelines, and maybe even more as we kind of move forward into the multiverse saga. But um, season two for Loki, you know, it's, it's filming. It's probably supposed to be coming out this year. But it may see Jonathan Majors uh, play, you know, he who remains Kang play even more variants of himself in this show uh, that he you know originally made his debut. In, which I think would be really cool, right? To see more um, of these Kang variants that we've been promised were out there trying to take over all of the timelines along the
0: way. Yeah, I mean, we left off on a cliffhanger of, you know, a version of Kang enshrined in a gigantic statue, so it would make sense to see him again. I just want more Jonathan Majors all the time. He's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then he's got Creed uh, Creed Three coming out this year as well. Um, and then there's, like, another movie with the guy who plays um, from t- the new Top Gun. He, he's essentially the new Iceman in, in the new Top Gun movie uh, about pilots so he's he's everything it's it's the year it's the year of Jonathan Majors uh, for sure but he's supposed to also one of these variants is called uh, rumored to be a variant called Victor Timely uh, and this Kang version lost in the future went back to 1900 and started a, a, founded a town i think called like Timely Missouri or something like that and started building things and putting things in place for like a long-term game to take over the future later so he was like um you know um i guess kind of like back to the future three right where, where doc starts sending stuff uh, from the wild yeah. west so marty can find it later
0: um, yeah playing the long game yeah
1: so i think that'd be pretty cool um to, to see him play maybe not someone super powered but someone who's maybe more of a a techie like a like a tony stark inventor dude who's playing the long game with his inventions rather than just straight up uh you know his blue suit but yeah, I'm excited. We'll we'll get you guys posted if you get anything on that. Also, the Marvels movie, our third Marvel movie this year. Uh, we'll see the return of Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau, who has gone through like eight different superhero names uh, in the comic books and you know in the show. And it sounds like from all the promotional materials leaking, um, I think mostly action figures, is that her superhero name will be Photon. They will they will settle on. Photon, and the other one was Spectrum, was a name that they, they used before, because you can see spectrums of light, or, or mm-hmm. move through them, but so um, Photon looks like the one they're going to use for her name.
0: So it's been, obviously, forever since I've seen um, Captain Marvel. Yes. But in the movie, do they ever call her Captain Marvel? I'm just trying to remember, like, who gave her her name, because... If I remember right, Miss Marvel calls her Captain Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. When she's like fangirling out about her in the show, so I'm just I'm trying to remember the moment where she was given the name, right? Because when you see like, oh, her Monica Rambeau's name is gonna be Photon. I'm just like, well, who gives her the name, right? Is it just like Nick Fury like throwing out yeah, code and, names one day?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and Nick Fury is in that you know from the leaked audio from from Goose So Nick Fury's in it. It could be her her name. What what's what? what? From one division, what was the unit she was a part of? There, um, was it sword? Kind of like a sword base kind of thing. So it could it could mm-hmm. be that um absolutely. I don't I yeah I don't remember how she got her name because remember she she like the her army tag fell off so she had a different name for most of the movie um so I don't know why she's yeah, Captain Marvel but like. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nick Fury was doing that as well, <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah, that's all. That's
0: all. That's always the trick, right? How do you give them their comic book names? Because it's yeah. the goofiest thing in the somewhat grounded superhero world, right? It's like, how do we give them a name? That's why Cisco in uh, the Flash uh, CW show was the best because he was just a nerd throwing out names for everybody. You just had to write mm-hmm. him one line, and that's how you could give somebody a name. Yeah.
1: So yeah, but so it, honestly, they could they could call her whatever the fuck they want to call her. They could call her Spectre. It doesn't matter, right? It really doesn't affect anything at the end of the day, in the movie. But uh, it seems like you know all the back and forth. We haven't seen. I don't have we seen her since WandaVision. I don't think so, right? Um, we, Gosh, we, no, I don't. I, I don't believe so. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be fun to, to revisit that character in the, in the movie form coming up. Uh, this, I think it's July. I think it's, I think it's June or July, one of two. Uh, Thunderbolts. Oh, anytime I get to write Sentry in the notes, I'm going to be doing this, Mike. And thank you, Mike, for putting <laughs> Sentry in our, uh, our, our our thumbnail. So, uh, huge, huge kudos to you. But this is, um, one of the producers, they say they're viewing it. No, it's not officially been called this a sequel to the Black Widow movie. And I think we discussed this before. Literally, the lineup is most of these Black Widow and Falcon Winter Soldier team, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm really not surprised with that. Are Are you... The other day,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, it's almost like if you got to think terrestrially in the MCU right now, uh, Black Widow and these Thunderbolt characters are the most terrestrial in a way. You know, mm-hmm. Wanda you know, Doctor Strange—they were kind of like traversing these different like planes of existence, right, in the movie. Um, Spider-Man was even, like, dealing with these oddworldly things. It seems like these are the most grounded characters at this point in time. So, yeah, it makes sense that you kind of keep that thread going.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, looking at this, I think the only person with powers that are not related to super soldier serum or an enhanced taskmaster suit is literally Ghost, right? Um, She's the one who Mm -hmm. who got powers from, from... you know, quantum energy, uh, but you know, getting to revisit Yelena and Red Guardian, Bucky, uh, John Walker. Uh, I think, you know, like you mentioned, very much just regular, like super soldier powered brawlers, but like they're not really, like you said, flying around. They're not doing magic. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. doing blasts of stuff. So, um, totally fits in that, that Black Widow uh, vibe that they kind of set in that movie. Uh, also the, the notes are that the sentry is seen as quote unquote the physical villain of this like right so you need someone who can punch who you're going to be punching and doing all the action scenes with so it'll be the sentry for that Robert Reynolds and then uh, it could be or not could be I guarantee you someone else is pulling the strings right and most of the the the, the people who, who saw it they're like oh it's got to be Val right after her turn in Black Panther 2 um, you know is this a play creating people who can possibly get into Wakanda and take a, take the vibranium? Like, is this a, a an American Black Panther-powered person with their super soldier serum? I, I don't know. Um, would that be, It could would, be possible. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it I, is I'm... Val at the end of the day, but...
0: I mean, I'm looking forward to at least it seems to be when it comes to MCU canon, it seems that the films kind of at least are taking priority of kind of laying down some of the real big things, right? This is where the big moves happen in the MCU, where, you know, some big things can happen in the the TV shows for sure, but they're kind of supposed to be a little bit, you know, smaller scale. So I'm hoping if the Thunderbolts are going to be dealing with the, the superpowered existence of, you know... Uh, the century. And also a lot of these characters are associated with superhero uh, serum. Mm -hmm. I want to see that tackled a little bit more directly. I just do not like how the serum was treated in Falcon and the winter soldier, you know, whether or not it wasn't, it wasn't there. Let's be honest.
1: It was not even in that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whether
0: or not you liked the story or not, or the characters or how they were portrayed, like the serum became very trivialized to me. Right. It just kind of seems like, Oh, you know, it's just out there. Some people can get it. You know, I know we went through an entire, you know Captain America story and film where we demonstrated just how difficult and hard this stuff was to get. And even in Captain America's Civil War, the whole film uh, uh, like has the twist towards the end where we see them destroy kind of like the last living vestiges of the superhero serum because uh, why would we want that out in the world, right? Yeah. So then all of a sudden, oh, now it's just flowing. It's out there in the world. Yeah. Somebody made some. It's just there. So good luck dealing with that. Like, I, there just needs to be more care taken into the fact that now anyone on Earth can be superpowered. Mm-hmm. So I just hope they handle that a little bit more tactfully. Which leans into how how are we explaining the century's so, superpowers in a more of a grounded let's, world? Right? Let's.
1: I I you know as you know me, Mike. I'm one of the mm. biggest fans of the Sentry. I already know this is not the, going to be the comic book version by a long shot, right? Like this, there is mm-hmm. like, he's not gonna, he's probably not going to fly. He's probably, if he has energy manipulation, it might be, you know, uh, if we're lucky or maybe they borrow some of ghosts abilities, like could they pool the Thunderbolts abilities to create the Sentry, Right. Um, but like, I really don't think we're going to get the comic book Sentry in this version. Um, like, like you know, we're not gonna get a ho- like a Homelander level character kind of thing, right? Or like, because that's kind of what you know, they're all based on Superman. But you know, the Sentry he originally got his powers by drinking someone trying to recreate a, you know, super soldier serum. Not take the MCU out of this. This is in the comic books, and so you know, could they be again tinkering with it even more? We know the entire Incredible Hulk movie. Is based on the uh, you know the abomination having the super soldiers serum mixed with, um, whatever mm-hmm. whatever uh, Blonsky did, uh, not Blonsky the uh, the well, leader whatever he did. So I I think if if it if it comes down to the serum thing again, right? It need, like you said it needs to be limited, not openly available, but they need to mess with it enough to create someone too powerful and too mentally unstable to handle it. And and John Walker is a poor representation of someone who you know, is was too strong and too mentally unstable because that that show just didn't do any that character any justice right at the at the mm-hmm. end of it. So I, I'm I'm already bracing myself for like, hey, this is gonna be more like you mentioned grounded, more less less out there, less Superman-y and probably, you know, more um I don't know, like maybe maybe a couple levels above Captain America. Like, you know, maybe yeah maybe Hulk level, but like that he's able to retain a human form. Uh, and
0: yeah. and that's mean, really about it. The, the story makes sense. I mean, I feel like this is the easiest story lift out there in the MCU right now. Because it's very similar to kind of what they were doing with, um, was it Iron Man three, or no, I'm thinking Ultron, right? Where it's just like, you have these external threats to planet earth. You have these super powered people. So now these governmental countries and institutions need to make their own weapon. It's a tale as old as time. And it's a tale they tried to kind of convey in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They just kind of didn't get it off the ground running. So this is a second try. I would say the stakes are going to be higher, right? Because I think they're going to have to treat the Sentry with a little bit more power and respect when it comes to that, where I would imagine the Sentry should be able to go toe to toe with Thor or a Captain Marvel or Mm -hmm. a Hulk, right? You know, you kind of need something that the, the, the military has under their hands and, Who knows? I don't expect the Sentry to be a straight-up good guy by the end of the movie, but maybe he'll just kind of – his kind of character arc and thread will kind of filter maybe through a couple different movies. And then maybe by the time we get to Secret Wars, he's kind of on the the right side of justice or whatever, you know? Yeah,
1: and and the Sentry, you know, again, he he has the villain, the void side, right? So I I 100% guarantee you we're going to see an evolution of like, yeah, the Sentry is probably like, you know, the America's watchdog. Their new – you know, golden guardian of good, I think is what they call themselves and thing, but like, he's got that evil side, and like, it could even be you know, maybe someone's controlling him and, and making him be like um, uh, like, a, like a lapdog, like hey, I need to go handle some threats under the radar, you're coming with me because you're my muscle, right, you're my enforcer mm-hmm. who's behind me, and if you don't come with me, like, I think in the comic books they threaten to kill his wife, right, or, or like, hey, you know we'll bring your wife back to life if you know, you come with us, um and, essentially, Norman Osborn kept him, you know, at his, at his hip as, like, a, uh, not a watchdog, but like a guard dog, if you will, that mm-hmm. everyone else was, like, all the other villains were afraid of because of his power level, but, like, I, I, you know, I do, I, I want him to be very, very strong, but I think if we go straight comic book century, it's gonna break, like you mentioned, you know, the foundations of the MCU we've got going, already already built um how do you explain he can fly how do you explain like how does a super soldier serum give someone the ability to, to fly and shoot beans out of his eyes and you know hear everything around the world so i, I think we're gonna I'm, I'm already i guess um getting my expectations ready to be like it has to fit in a thunderbolts world where these people who are strong but not the strongest have to take him on and and how do they mm-hmm. do it how do they do it tactfully um, where they probably—I don't think they'll, they'll kill him, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if you know he is, uh, you know, incapacitated at some point by the end of the film. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we're both agreed on that. But yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot of Century conversation. I love I love him. If you guys get a chance, pick up Volume <laughs> One and Volume Two of the Century or like digitally, fantastic reads. Love it. Uh, my one of my final college films was based on the Century. It was it was a good time. Uh, let's go. Um, I already put Black Panther in here twice. Uh, I forgot to do this. Uh, Angel Bassett uh, has received an Academy Award nomination for Best Leading Actress, making this the first MCU uh, leading uh, like main actor nomination that wasn't like VFX or sound or whatever uh, ever. So mm-hmm. that's um, that's good, right? Like that's a that's a step in the right direction. You know, it's
0: yeah. I can't imagine they're gonna they're gonna pick up the the win. The competition at the Oscars this year is, is stiff. People are saying that this could be potentially uh, a good year for the the television program because you got a lot of more box office friendly things nominated in higher categories like avatar and uh, Top Gun Maverick so um, mm-hmm. yeah it's all it's always it's always good when you kind of see you know an MCU movie like sneak something a little bit more high level in there but I I have no intentions of ever seeing a an MCU movie like winning a big oh, um, winning a yeah. big goal.
1: I think I think it's even making supporting actress yeah best support, even making it into best supporting actress is pretty good. Um, you know I I am gonna lean away from you and say I I disagree. I think a lot of these best picture movies are not box office friendly. There are like two, no three, four four of them. Looking like at four of them, my wife knew. And she tries to stay pretty up-to-date, right? Like, you know, as a as a, I guess a regular person who goes to the movies and walks through. You know, so uh, we watched Avatar. We watched uh, Elvis and... Well, I didn't watch Elvis. She watched Elvis. Um, we watched... Top Gun Maverick and Everything Everywhere All At Once. The other ones, um, she had to look up. Um, like you know,
0: hey, that's a that's a. There's sometimes the the Oscar years. I'm like, I've seen yeah. one of these movies. Yeah, exactly. So it, that's it, what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, we're we're like doubling it or tripling up. But that's still like, yeah, that's still a lot more than previous. Yeah.
1: So th- there's just interesting that you know some of these are out here. So I mean, um, I, I'm excited to kind of see you know who who gets smacked uh, on tv this year right and we always we need some drama no I, i'm kidding they'll probably <laughs> play this pretty short but there's you know um i just want to kind of see how this how this plays out this year i i always lose less and less interest the closer we get but you know such as such as award season at the end of the day uh first uh first of two movies that we uh, we watched trailers for that had dragons shazam fury of the gods trailer number two dropped out of nowhere this week um a couple notes here. Like, this This seems to be um, the the trailer. I wouldn't say it gives a story, but definitely portrays a better picture of the film, right? With the Daughters of Atlas going after the Shazamily uh, and, like, taking away their powers seemed to be a big thing in this trailer, right? Um, there's yeah, a big I dragon. Mean, Looks Chris, like he's made out of wood.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about you, but, like, I watched this trailer and I was like, I don't feel like I got any new. like real information right i feel like it it was almost the same trailer but they just took like alternate shots maybe of what they were doing in the first trailer like oh, let's just pick this different angle of this shot um well i would uh, say i I don't
1: this is less funny than the the first one's like leans into that humor right like a lot because it has Mm -hmm. the like it very much plays off that the m&m song in the background this seems to be like hey there's at least a little bit of stakes. Um, I, of course, obviously, yeah. the movies have stakes, but it seems to be a little bit more like, hey, um, I don't think they're going to kill anybody, but, like, hey, we're, we're taking away your Shazam powers right in front of you. Uh, like, the, the kids are like, hey, one of them's falling out of the sky in that. But, like, I really, like yeah. you said, it's Shazam. They're not going to kill anybody, right, at the, at the yeah. end of this. I-
0: yeah, obviously I don't I don't blame the movie, but to me this trailer it was just like I thought maybe there was gonna be like a stinger at the end, a reveal, a tease, you know something, but I was like oh this is this is this is pretty much the same as what we got the first time around. So I'll keep I'll keep waiting for some yeah. some sort of new little nugget to uh, drop, but I, yeah, see, that, not a whole lot. This going I, on in I, this one for me. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna straight disagree and think this is the better one, like showing the unicorns, the dragons, uh, you know at least you know, again there's something going on here like. He's fighting these these ladies, you know. there seems to be a lot more again monsters going on, but you know, it's still at the end of the day, it's Shazam. This isn't you know the comic book Shazam. This is very much kids with powers, right? At the end of the day, and and you know, they, they really lean to that Shazam family early on in that in that first movie. So we already had that. We don't have to build up to it. So I'm I'm again I'm gonna watch this. I don't think it, you know there's nothing good with it, but I don't know, you know, there's you know we're, we're we're coming up on like the the final days of the month here at james gunn we have two more left after this um oh yeah that's
0: right we're still waiting for his announcement yes
1: yeah, so is you know is shazam in the future of 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 the dcu or like is he literally him and peter saffron um i don't want to give it all to james is james gunn and peter saffron literally nuking everything that exists after 2020 uh right that's that's all we know about our 2023 movies and once those are gone what's left uh so you know is is shazam in the uh in in the cards down the road for for, for a third movie if you will so i don't think it's going to be I, I really don't man i i don't think it fits in to everything else but we can see who knows we'll yeah. find out uh things that james gunn and peter saffron didn't do is canceled Titans after season four. Apparently uh, this all preceded the uh the the new uh DC studios leads. Uh but I think the show um and we'll talk about the other one uh, was given enough I think they were prepared given enough time to write the ending for the show. It wasn't done and then they mm-hmm. ended it. So I think that the people knew going into the season it would be the last.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think it's funny the way just how uh, Saffron and Gun now have to like just kind of navigate the news cycle, right? Because they, you know, like you said, they say like, oh, it wasn't us. This decision was already made before we got here. But you know they really really wanted it they could like they're in charge now they can keep it around like they're the bosses so I do think it's kind of funny that it's like oh sorry your hands are tied there's nothing we can do but I totally understand it right you know they, they've they ran a good number of seasons right for what yeah. they were it's not like they were necessarily designed to crank out as many episodes as like you know a CW show or run as many seasons I mean even a show like peacemaker which I you know I think is very good and very premium for the most part hopefully season two elevates a little bit more uh i don't think that's gonna get more than like five seasons right that almost seems like it's overstaying its welcome almost like too much going on there so yeah i think they had a good run they weathered a storm right wow they started on a different unique kind of boutique streaming service survived the merger to hbo max and then survived some deep cancellation and cuts uh like a year or so ago they fought through a pandemic so there were there are these shows that could i i i I can i i congratulate them for their perseverance
1: and this would be yeah i'm looking at titan so titan started in 2018 so we're on its fifth year has 43 episodes total when it's all said and done, which, you know, good for good it. job. I, I mean, 43 hour long episodes, right? Like, these aren't your 20 minute shows. But I will tell you, looking, um, I saw a picture of, like, Titans in the first season versus Titans in the fourth season. They really let them come into their own, finally, right? Like, they were like, hey, we're going to play it safe. We want to be as realistic as possible. And they're like, you know what? Let's lean into this, you know, um, DC universe, if you will, for Titans. I think, you know, Beast Boy got his, you know, regular suit. Um, what's what's the name? Um, the the chick Raven gets a white. She becomes a White Raven. Finally, uh, Robin gets a Nightwing suit. He's not just Robin anymore. And Starfire leaned out of the. Um, I guess human like, she's an alien. They give her some alien looks to that. So um, yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's pretty cool. They they really ran the game. I'm looking up here. You know what? We got Red Hood. We got uh, Wonder Girl. They had Hawk and Dove. Deathstroke, Superboy. You know they they really. I know Superman was in this. They really pulled a lot of, like, Batman and and Titans heroes, or villains and heroes into this, right, Um, somehow. So, um, yeah, good for them. It looks like the back half of Season 4 is still to be announced but um, for Titans. Now, that does lead into the other part of this is uh, Doom Patrol, right, Um, the other show that that has lived alongside this the whole time. A little quirkier, right, Uh, more like a, a... I guess a misfit, a gang of misfits. I, it's not Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm trying to think of, it's not Suicide Squad either. Um, you know, I guess maybe more like Umbrella Academy, right? A little bit, right? Some weird people with like an old, yeah. older guy kind of instruct them who's not perfect either. Um, has also been given the axe after season four. Um, and uh, this was also done before James Gunn and Peter Safran. But they also were given enough time to write the series uh, finale for this as well. Um, I'm trying to go back and look at like the notes of like when these things were announced. Like, I guess season four or these were announced at DC Fandom 2021. So we're now, um,
0: you know, kind Fandom. Of, what? Yeah. What a different. What a different era. Right. That that we've that we've surpassed. Yeah, the writing is on the wall here, folks. Right. The the CW kind of era of these shows is over. It, you know, it's the, Fla- the Flash is ending. There's a couple like. Outliers, like I know Superman and like Lois is out there, but that probably won't be holding on for too much. No, that,
1: that show's not made to last either, right? You know that that's a mm-hmm. that, that's the show. I think that, to me, this comes back to one thing we've talked about before: for the era of Greg Berlanti's superhero, you know, shows and, and, and him touching everything is wrapping up, right? He he is winding down mm-hmm. his his I wouldn't say grasp, but like his productions on superhero shows as it transitions to an official DC Studios model along the way
0: wow the first episode of arrow season one aired in october 2012 so this whole thing this berlanti verse you know depending on how long superman and lois goes for spanning over well over a decade right mm-hmm. so i mean that's that's impressive all that content that they made in that decade is uh Defining for a superhero genre, so uh, I would say this is kind of like one of those uh, New Orleans uh, funerals, right? Those are the funerals you go to and, and celebrate the yeah. life that they had, not the fact that they're gone. Yeah. So that that's how that's how I'll look back on yeah. this kind of like CW era. And, and
1: it, you know, it's it's I would say a rise and fall, right? Really. I mean, remember in like was it twenty when we started the show, twenty fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about CW shows left and right. Every mm-hmm. week was a new one getting announced or rumored. Um, and and you know, while that's, you know, I I, I don't I don't blame anybody involved like you said, this no one's fault. It's just, you know, there's only just, diminishing returns. You can only just, do so many ideas.
0: It's <laughs> just like your grandparents. Sometimes yeah. they get sick, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I should probably stop comparing this to a human being That band. that is wanna, really weird.
1: Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to
0: I don't want to bring back traumatic memories for anybody yeah. out there, but uh, we'll we'll play you off with some uh, New Orleans uh, jazz music.
1: Yes. So, um, ex- exactly. Insert jazz music here, if you will. <laughs> um, let's move on to, uh, again, we haven't, I really haven't given you hell for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a long time. That used to be a running gag <laughs> on the show. Uh, the upcoming uh, Seth Rogen uh, project has been uh, retitled, the animated movie, to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem um yeah. and they are leaning into that gooey you know uh, what was it um <laughs> not, it's not it's not um garbage pale kids fought for mutant mayhem right like it's like 90s <laughs> ooze, goo, oozy and oozy, oozy
0: yeah. all over it i don't know what this link is here is this just like a someone's business card that works on the movie or this what like, is this this is
1: it... the artwork that i think was that was where it was discovered the title was changing
0: Oh, um, yeah, this is cool that you I don't know if you see it on the left hand side. The first thing I saw was the uh, ice cream pop. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> the yeah, yeah, Teenage yeah, Mutant Ninja Turtles way. right yep. there. Yep. Yeah. I just love the vibes of this. It seems very punk, very 90s. Um, I'm late late 80s, early just,
1: 90s. Yeah, like it just blends yeah. perfectly.
0: I'm always down for for TMNT, right? I feel like they're just like a great squad, an awesome gang that I like to see interpreted, you know, every couple of years. You know, this this is a... I feel like this is a good way to approach, you know, Scooby-Doo. I feel like we've kind of avoided some of the Velma drama, so I won't bring it up. But just these kind of properties and these iconic IPs are going to get remade and retouched and interpreted in different ways. So just go along with the ride folks. It's not the end of the world. If something is made that you don't like, right? I mean, not only are we getting this animated version, isn't there like another like live act? There's like another turtle thing in the works, right? For the big screen. I don't remember I, what it was or who's in you know, charge of it. I
1: think this is the only one I remember, but I would not be surprised. Right. Um, Teenage Mutant Turtles is, is great. Cause it was, in the 80s it was a black and white comic book right and, you know like they didn't have the mm-hmm. colors then it blew up we had an animated show we had our live action movies they had a dozen more um animated movies a couple more live action movies and this was literally every artist you know uh, kevin kevin eastman right and i forget the mm-hmm. other guy he pretty much you know they layered
0: or isn't it something layered or something yeah
1: like maybe peter laird and kevin eastman and something like that but they were like yeah just do whatever you want with the turtles like you know have fun with it because this is a crazy fucking idea like we have different multiverses for the turtles right different universes we have aliens we have this brain in a robot suit um right and and we're we're teenage we're mutants we're ninjas we're turtles and there's other mutants and yeah like it just kind of goes to show you you don't have to be precious about everything that comes out because not everything is perfect and not everything is you know, for for that audience at the end of the day. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, I, I'll use this as an opportunity to put a question out there to the world because I was very confused in Target yesterday. I went back into the electronics section, you know, where they kind of put the, the cool nostalgic toys. That's kind of where they put the Funko Pops it, it, back there.
1: 90% of it is horror toys for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: They, they had this weird dual combo toy pack that it was one singular box, Mm -hmm. Half of the box was a a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figure. The other half of the box was Eleven from Stranger Things, and they kind of did like this this like horizontal line across the box. Like I just I didn't understand what the theming was. Like why are these two action figures being sold in the same box? Like like the Eleven was being like turned upside down. So like you know you have to turn the box to see like the Stranger Things portion of it the right way. Then you turn it the other way and then you get TMNT. But I was like. Why are these two IPs sharing the same box? I don't understand. Like at first, I thought, oh, maybe this was like a nostalgia thing of like, oh, the kids played with the turtles, but like Stranger Things is like '80s, like that was maybe slightly before like TMNT, like Rise and Fame.
1: it, It was well, possibly, but that's what that's the whole point of that toy collection was because they were both in the '80s. Um,
0: yeah, but like TMNT, like I don't think they've been heavily focused or, oh, or that, shown that, off in Stranger it's, Things. It's, I just didn't understand the combination. Like, who pitched this yeah. to a toy executive and said, "Let's put them in the same box"? I mean, oh. it's just weird. I just want to know why they're in the same box. <laughs>
1: uh, so there's another one here. Um, uh, there's a, you can buy two box sets. And I, yeah, the ones that confuse me is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Street Fighter in the same box, like whoever's got the TNT license right now, it's just letting them have it. Like, go for it. Like put it whatever you want and anything you want, because by God, we have these, t- to- these turtle toy models. We could, we could get the plastic models out in like a heartbeat and just start reprinting them. Because if you look at all those turtle toy models, right, those are the classic <laughs> ones. Those, those aren't even new updated ones. These are the old uh, ones.
0: Chris, I- i had i had to google it since you were looking at it too like they have like yeah. promo shots of like where the characters yeah. they're putting the toys in like the same setting so it's like raf with like his size yeah. like right up like right next to hopper holding like an axe it's like what what scene are oh, we yeah. recreating like th- they have not crossed over <laughs> yeah and
1: i, and I, and I look, i'm looking at the, the street fighter it's, it's Raphael uh with uh no it's michelangelo it says even though he's got a red bandana against chun lee and uh Leonardo <laughs> versus Ryu of Street like I, whoever's doing it is doing a great job doing these cross promotions, but I have no idea who the hell's buying these. Uh, oh,
0: and the the figures are a little different too because it looks like the street fighter ones they're like they're a different kind of like, mold kind of, and art kind art of, of cell
1: shaded aren't they a little bit a little yeah
0: bit. this is weird yeah. they will pimp the turtles into yeah. any franchise out there on the, the planet
1: so i will go ahead and tell you there's a series uh comic book series that was i think last year two years ago called team and the last ronin um it deals with um there's one turtle of the four original left the other three have been killed and you don't know who it is right um, cause he's, mm-hmm. he wears an instrument band and he's fighting the, the foot clan and, and maybe shredder or somebody else. So it's like a very, like the last, it's like the last hero, like the turtle, right? He's going to do whatever he can to avenge his brothers and take down the, the foot clan. It's really, I wouldn't say dark, but it's really emotional. Um, and, oh,
0: it, it does remind me now that they did pair up the, the turtles with Batman in that comic book run for a little bit. oh yeah
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and they were in mortal Kombat as characters as well. You, you can get them as DLC in a Mortal Kombat game. Um, but there is a sequel to that last Ronin again, where there are four new. They're not the children of the turtles, but there are four different turtles who were who've been powered and are now training to fight in the this post turtles world. Uh, and that, that's literally <laughs> coming out and was announced this week. Like turtles is, um, it just resonates with every different people at different different eras, right? And this is this is wild. Uh, the movie, the Nickelodeon TV show, what was that called? Um, uh, the, the rise, the newer,
0: the newer one, the yeah, yeah rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah,
1: so that had a movie. Was it last year? Finally, it, it had a, a movie yeah. after two seasons, and I still can't even find season two to download online. So, um, <laughs> but like, it's this is crazy. This is crazy. We're gonna have have more and more turtles.
0: Oh my gosh! Like, I found. I kept scrolling while you were talking. Yeah, they put Don, They put Donatello in a box with uh, Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. Yeah, right. I think this one might be slight. This one might be slightly older, like by a, a year or two. But this is hilarious. Wow, well, you can buy it for forty nine ninety nine on All Time Toys. If you really want Johnny Lawrence, Donatello has like a little white karate robe to go with oh, it. At least yeah. he's a black belt. They made Donatello a black belt. At least yeah. they gave him that respect. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It, what it, a what a what a what a diversion for the podcast. It, it, but Only it, leave it up to the turtles to yeah, do that, right? Yeah,
1: we didn't have a lot of news, so this works out. Uh, also, go back and play <laughs> um, a TMNT, uh, the Shredder's Revenge. The our game is now. If you have Netflix, it's on their Netflix games on your mobile app, so you can actually play it through your oh, Netflix wow. subscription. And uh Sick. the uh, the Kalabunga collection is also available. So if you guys look to play some old games, speaking of video games. Uh, next to it, actually, a video game topic. So, uh, Goodly and Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 5 has a live-action trailer. Someone recorded it on their phone that they're showing. And this appears to be, looks like, a, the first of the marketing for this game to come out this year. And it looks like possibly a Super Bowl ad. Like, the, the timing is a little peculiar. There's no video game conferences or things coming up. So, I assume that they're going to do, like, I, I imagine Sony would want to sell more PlayStation's. And putting a Spider Man commercial because they don't have a movie at the Super Bowl would be their way to do it.
0: Yeah. And also they're kind of finally safe in a way to start to heavily promote the PS5 if they kind of weren't already, because they made that announcement just a couple weeks ago that they're like, the supply chain is fixed. You yeah. can now big buy a PlayStation 5 when you want. Like, so now I think they're safe to like make Push these them. pushes because yeah. you're not gonna make these consumers upset that, you know, they're going into like a target looking for their next uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle uh crossover like oh there's a playstation 5 here on the shelf so yeah, yeah they're safe to start pushing yeah. forward but yeah i'm down we've been wait i've been eagerly awaiting more web slinging yeah. uh so this is great great news
1: yeah and having both spider-man in one game and knowing that the original trailer was has venom in it, it's is really exciting right like you know to to uh-huh. to get into this finally and and go down that road so 100% excited to oh, man.
0: I, I want I a section of the game where you get to play as like Venom right to do some yeah. of the symbiote stuff maybe just like one mission you know don't I don't have to necessarily like relearn a whole controller map layout because that's like a significant thing your brain has to mold to yeah. when you play these Spider-Man games you have to like remeld with the button combos but like just like one little mission maybe where you get to like do some like oozing goo that would be yeah. fun
1: Maybe it's the sneak missions. Maybe they replace the Mary Jane stealth missions with
0: ooh with the goo missions. With, with
1: goo sneaking around. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, I don't. We don't know how the symbiote is gonna play. The first one has an amazing story, and I, I love this world to go on. But like, it, it, my mm-hmm. biggest complaint is I want more villains, like big villains to fight against. Right? There's only like two or three. There's a really good scene from the trailer, right? The prison breakout. I'm like that was an amazing sequence. So hopefully they have some more in here. But um, very very excited to see what they do with this game tomb raider um is now been partner amazon has partnered with a company to do a lot of tomb raider stuff a lot of tomb raider stuff uh including tvs series uh or i guess streaming series movies and they're going to be publishing the next game with crystal dynamics so um the biggest news for this that we'll talk about first before we get into the i would say controversy but some weird ass statements made about this uh, is it? <laughs> I, I guess our actress slash writer Phoebe Waller Bridge, uh, who wrote No Time to Die, is starring in Indiana Jones: The Dial of Destiny. She's known for her show Fleabag, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is writing this TV series for Amazon Prime, uh, which I think that's a, that's fantastic news, right? I think she's yeah, she's great. Uh, she does action, she does comedy. I think it'll be fan- great for that.
0: Yeah, no, the the Phoebe Waller Bridge news is something that I didn't know earlier, so this is great learning it right here now on the show. But yeah. I would postulate to people out there, right? You know, now things might be a little different since the the franchise has slightly been reinvigorated, right, with a more um, modern approach to the game, right? Mm-hmm. But let's take it back before that game was made, right? And we just had the kind of classic Laura Croft like, you know, the oversexualized uh, PSX, PS1 graphic. games. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So like Is the audience there for Tomb Raider? I don't know if I'm just, like, overblowing this, right? But I feel like I don't have deep nostalgia for Tomb Raider. Maybe it's just because I didn't really play the games all that much. But this almost kind of feels a little bit like, I don't know, uh, Paramount Plus making a Halo TV show, right? Like, are you a little late to the game, maybe? Like, is there enough there? Now, like I always say on the show... A good writer, a good creator like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you can make anything good, right? I'm not saying that they couldn't make this good, but I wonder if this is maybe the best strategic play for Amazon, or maybe it's their only strategic play, right? You know, you have all of these really big, well-known IPs that are already owned by other studios, Mm -hmm. and Amazon out there is like, where we're kind of like this technology e-commerce company, we don't really own any IP, you know, what is left out there on the table, right? I would kind of like to be a fly on the wall there where they're kind of like, you know, making their calculations, right? Like, well, we don't have literally endless amounts of money. We do have lots of money so we can buy some nice IP, but what is left, what do we want to do? You know, they bought Warhammer, right? Or at least they have the right to make something with Warhammer, I mean, I don't know if that's widely popular enough, right? You know, I like my parents I, don't have any clue what Warhammer I, is, right? Well, <laughs> they don't have any clue. My, and I'm not saying my parents have to know it for it to get popular. But I feel like, you know, you're trying to get broader with these big acquisitions. So I don't well, know. That's all that, I'm trying to say. Like, so, is, is Tomb Raider going to hit hard enough?
1: So first, first and foremost, I think you are outside of the core audience for both of those things, right? Warhammer and Tomb Raider. Uh, number one, they're also not acquiring them. Just so anyone knows, they are licensing these. So... Tomb yeah, Raiders, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, I know, I know, you, I know you, I know what you know, I know you know that. So, I think by licensing to Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider exit in the past ten years has resurged with uh, when Crystal Dynamics and um, which was owned by um, uh, Square Enix um, made the game, the Ooh. newer games, like had this boom of like resurgence in like games because it became like a um, was what's it, Uncharted. It's the Uncharted of of I guess you know. They Tomb Raider already existed, so they just took the Uncharted motive and did things right with that stuff. So they have uh, won tons of awards and really been um, at the forefront of a lot of good video games. Like you, you know, when when these are on sale or like people are giving them out for free, everyone's like, "Hell yeah, get on these! These Tomb Raider games are awesome." I would say the other thing is you know a lot of these games. I would I would nix the original PlayStation uh, ideas out of out of our head, right? Because we grew up with those, like the. Where they were like, "Hey, do you I want, want the
0: old shuffling butler."
1: Yeah, the, yes, the old shuffling, the, the 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 pointy boobs, right? Everyone remembers the pointy boobs <laughs> and the the short. Um, but like, you know, um, my wife loves the Tomb Raider games. Like, you know, is this targeted at women who want to play games or like be at, like see a woman like a woman in the protagonist role of this? I would also lean into because Amazon is also publishing the game of crystal dynamics who who made the other three games right so the next game will be published by amazon i don't know where that's going to go if it's on um uh i don't think it'll go on luna but you know you know i'm saying like it'll probably be everywhere but yeah
0: amazon that's the that's the most interesting bit right of like is this going to be the first time we've seen in earnest like um a franchise kicked off with a game in mind for the story right yeah you know this isn't just kind of like oh we're just making a game in the spirit of it like it seems like oh if you want more to the story more to this world play this game i think that's cool yeah. but i think that's going to be incredibly hard to do if there's anything that we know yeah growing up with the modern video game industry due dates get pushed all of the time so like we'll probably be on like season three of one of these shows before we see the game pop out.
1: So this game was um, started work It was announced in 2021. Uh, I, had to, I had to look that cause I'm like, I know that someone was working on one when, when crystal crystal dynamics mentioned it. So they've been working on it um, since 2021. So I think my guess is in, and, in and my, my theory is going to be that the game will might be a prequel for the show, right? Like, Hey, here's some, Here's some history. We don't have to go into an origin story in the TV show. We can just pick up, you know, she is a Tomb Raider. And we don't have to hear about where she started and all that fun stuff. Kind of like the um, Angelina Jolie movies did, right? They just picked up. She was already a Tomb Raider. We didn't have to mm-hmm. go back in time to, to to have a whole movie based on that. But, you know, the idea, the, the biggest thing that the people said, you know, the, the reason this caught even news, Mike, I think, is because you, you said to me, we want this to be the MCU for Tomb Raider. And I think, you know, both of our reactions were there's only one character. How can you have a cinematic <laughs> universe when it's one character?
0: This, this was the vibe back in like twenty like 2010, right, in the 2010s, where every new app was like, we're the Uber of food we are the Uber of energy drinks. We are the Uber of like bathroom rugs. And you're just like, wait, what? So I think that's kind of what is happening here. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it's not really the Uber of anything. Yeah. It's not really the MCU of anything, but they're just trying to get the vibe out. Yeah. there. Like we're trying to make some interconnected stuff. So we're just going to throw the word MCU <laughs> yeah. out there just to get some buzz. <laughs> and
1: let me joke, like, you know, are the guns getting their own game? Like this is the, the history of Laura Croft's guns and, and they're mm. the star of the show. Um, but or the the game, but like you know, it's if if they can pull off a TV series, a movie, and a video game that tie together, I will be thoroughly impressed, right? Like I will be a hundred percent impressed that they could do that simply because a you mentioned timeline slipping, but b like just the amount of how much story can you get out of Laura, Lara Croft's uh, life and <laughs> and what she's doing? I, I she's kind of like you know again she was always like an Indiana Jones, right? This you know Uncharted mm-hmm. has done that with their games. I think there's opportunity. But, you know, um, to me, the timing of this announcement kind of felt like they were trying to do The Last of Us, right? Like, hey, this video game had a really good show, you know, launch for Episode 1 and 2, which is also renewed for Season 2, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do the same thing over to Amazon. We're we're, we're just we're taking your good news from The Last of Us and, 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 and making our own announcement about our, our Tomb Raider deal we're, we're, we're doing over here. <laughs>
0: I'm doing this uh, bizarre thing right now where I just, you know, typed in Tomb Raider into Google Images, right, just to kind of refresh my brain, and then I started going Tomb Raider 1 tomb raider 2 tomb raider 3 4 5 6 7 8 just to see the evolution of like the graphics and her face and it's so funny because as the graphical fidelity has improved over the ages of laura croft they didn't really try to make her face look more human they just tried to polish what they created like back in the early psx days so like you get to like tomb raider 5 and they're like rendering her like mouth really far down her face and like she's got these big eyes she looks like a weird cartoon character so if you want to go through a weird trip just follow the evolution of laura croft's face it's so goofy what
1: i'm going to do i just sent you i just texted you a link of the all the laura cross from all the games photoshopped into one picture um
0: oh and
1: it's including it's coming to you, including. Like the most recent Laura Craft and the first one. And like they're all sitting around the fountain at, at like that, that house um that she has, the mansion. Oh level. this, is, so, this uh, is cool. Yeah. So um it, it's it's fun to see it, right? Like I, obviously the one up front is the the first one. They've they've even rounded her off a little bit more than it used to be. But yeah. it's fun to see all the different variations, not realizing yeah. how many games there were.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up and just say the, the character and the story and the universe obviously has merit. I'm, I'm just like curious from like a strategic point of view, right? Yeah. Like does Tomb Raider have the, the juice behind it and that a gigantic organization like Amazon is looking the, for? Like Amazon, they buy Lord of the Rings, right? You know, yeah. they go all out. So to me, like Tomb Raider almost seems like a... I don't know, like a, kind of like a Netflix-y <laughs> acquisition, you know. The, you
1: know? <laughs> and, and and they may be trying to compete with Netflix games. I think, you know, any there, anything they buy, they're going to have numbers behind it. And the Tomb Raider for the past 10 years has been regarded higher and in better quality. And I don't know about that movie. I did, uh, I don't have the numbers for the movie. But everything else, the games have been regarded higher quality than ever before. So I feel like there are numbers that they're proving behind that that we just don't get to see, sadly, because we don't have an entertainment lawyer. To, to call them up and figure mm-hmm. this out. Maybe one day. Uh, lastly, we're going to get into our last bit here. Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves gave us another... I guess a new trailer, uh, right? Um, and it kind of gives us the villain uh, for this. And by reveals, it doesn't tell you who it is. You have to look it up. It's a necromantic lynch from the D- Dungeons & Dragons lore. I looked at the names, I didn't know the name. didn't care. But I- I'm kind of excited for this movie, Mike. I don't know about you. Like it looks fun it looks you know there's a lot of you know big name actors in here right um the graphics look fun i don't know i you know i played dungeons and dragons i don't know if this is gonna line up with it one for one but i, I feel pretty okay about going to watch this you know when it hits theaters yeah a couple months two
0: two things i'm trying to track here uh first one positive uh the humor it looks funny. Like this yeah. just looks like one of those like action films that you walk out of and like, oh, that wasn't just like an action film. That was just like a really good comedy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and usually that's hard to translate right to a trailer. You know, you kind of have to be in the movie to experience like the humor. You can't really always get it from the trailer. So it's like, well, they're doing a good job getting it across here. So that could be a good sign. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I am getting a little worried that like the, all the trailers and promotions that I've seen for this uh, movie just seems to be a Led Zeppelin music video. Mm-hmm. like so i'm like okay is the soundtrack is the music doing the lift here is it the these these memorable classic rock licks yeah. you know channeling the part of my brain that goes oh this is this is going to be fun this is going to be good so we'll we'll wait and see i'm cautiously optimistic
1: yeah and and it could be you know i i think that song you know like you mentioned that's a that's a plus one to i guess charisma mm. anytime you put it in there like look back to what <laughs> thor ragnarok right um you know use that song several times in the movie very fun very effective in the trailer um, but I, like you mentioned I think the humor is really coming over into this really well with with the team coming to life um, uh, for it and, and, and honestly like I said it looks very Dungeons and dragonsy like you know like you know I guess Lord of the Rings right like this this fantasy medieval world they're really translating that well and I, I applaud that um you know I've seen the elder older Dungeons and Dragons movies I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch those um, they are awful. Uh, they will bore you to death um so absolutely thrilled to 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 see something with some quality here and um um yeah so check out that trailer there let us know if you're gonna watch it i didn't i didn't get the release date for that i'll, I'll look it up later we, we can pull it up uh next next time but um yeah so that's the show this week mike that's what we're we're doing what we're up to um for this week where can people find you for the coming weeks whenever they follow you on your social media
0: yeah if people want to follow me they can find me at mike royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. chris if people want to catch up with you where can they find you
1: you can find me on instagram volley 87 L D A N. I i tried mastodon i don't know what the hell i'm doing with it mike i i'm, I'm <laughs> no
0: one does <laughs> i am
1: trying so hard um i i still have my twitter i don't post anything on there uh i use it for notifications for things i still have on there but like that that place is i'm trying to get away from there as fast as possible and mastodon is not doing it for me yet so i've <laughs> got to figure this out pretty quick but uh yeah uh if people know about the show what we're doing come listen to us you know next week or in two weeks when we cover the super Bowl. we usually i don't know if we'll do a before show or an after we'll probably do an after show right we always usually do an after show mm-hmm. uh where can they find all that good stuff at
0: well, as always, just visit superhero SuperheroSlate.com. That is the headquarters for everything we do here at Superhero Slate. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out. What are you looking forward to this year? Um, hopefully James Gunn will give us that news drop next week and we can be talking about that we want to know what you think about that too that's going to be a fun bit to digest so we also love our super fans so if you're a super fan of the show or if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we'll be here every week folks
1: that's right we'll catch you guys next week
0: bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe